Today we have Tercius Buffette with us. He is a deals editor at Insider Reviews, and for those who might not be familiar, Insider Reviews is a section of Insider that provides people with honest, straightforward reviews of products and services in a variety of different categories. Welcome to We Earn Media, Tercius. Hi. Hi. That was me. Let's. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie. <laughs> I forgot to say Jackie and I. <laughs> Uh, I'm here, listeners. Can you come and like screw my brain on for me today? Okay. Wait, wait which one? You <laughs> uh, have a deal on those, actually. <laughs> oh, perfect. Let me get you a coupon code real quick. Okay, perfect. Oh, let me find my wallet. <laughs> um, so we haven't had a deals editor on We Are Media yet. We're jazzed to have you. We have a few specific questions. Who knows where this will take us? <laughs> but let's start with a pretty basic one. As a deals editor at Insider Reviews, one type of article you frequently publish is a roundup of all the best online sales happening that day. So tell us about the selection process for this. We should probably just start there. So, um, yeah. Well, my day usually begins at five o'clock in the morning. And that usually means like I go through all of the sites like online and kind of see what's out there. I also like kind of just run through all of my emails to see what sales are there and all that. So like I then from there, um, I weed out products that um, we've never reviewed before or we just don't like know about or trust. And from there, um, we start writing and we kind of, we tend to pick products that we've previously written about or covered. And um, we can 100% attest that this is something that's a good value and something people should buy so that people have the confidence to shop. Cool. So when you say that you browse the internet for deals, what are you browsing? Like what sites exactly? Sure. So um, in addition to competition research i go through like a um, bunch of retailers like amazon or best buy or woot all of these um like storefronts have daily deals mm -hmm. and um i kind of i look at our um a catalog of previous things that we've posted and kind of price match from there and see if something is actually a good deal because i don't know if you know this but like sometimes deals aren't really deals they just look like it because MSRP is there and then um, they're offering it a lower price than that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's the best price you can get. So like mm -hmm. my job is to clarify that. Uh, my job is to make sure that people are actually um, spending as little as they need to for the best value possible. That's cool. Man, you must be so popular amongst your friends who are just like shopping online all the time. I would just be constantly texting you. Hey, is this like best price? Like, should I wait? <laughs> See, yes, I love that. Like, honestly, that is my favorite thing. There is nothing that makes me anger than when my friend tells me they purchased something and they always have to ask, like, how much did you pay for this? And then you'll, and then they'll see my eyes roll to the back of my head. I could have helped you. I wanted to help you. Why? I'm always here to help. But why didn't you message me first? Like uh, my entire life has been kind of built around this idea of trying to help people shop smarter, you know, like, and then, and, and I'm really lucky to be able to do that for like millions of people. Yeah, that's really, that's really cool that you're super passionate about it, like outside of work as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's just it's fun. It's just a really fun job. You said that you scour the deals at 5 a.m. 
Yes. When do, do you stop working? Do you ever stop <laughs> at the end of the day or are you kind of like around the clock, like working on finding deals? Like what is um, when you love your job, you know, it never becomes really work. It's kind of one of those things where I'm all constantly looking at things and constantly reading about things and constantly browsing. It's just like the kind of my favorite thing to do. It's like breathing to me now. Wow. I wish I say the same about PR. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you like, I love it. <laughs> would you say, well, I first want to know, do you ever get, you know, products to try for free? From these um, brands? Yes. Um, it depends on um, if it's something that I'm interested in covering. But um, at Insider, we have a very strict like ethics policy. That like if we um, receive a product for free, we either have to return the product back to the um, whoever sent it to us or we have to donate it. We don't mm-hmm. want to ever seem like we're taking advantage or, you know, like doing anything kind of underhanded. So that's kind of what we do at Insider. Okay. I have a quick question before we move on to, you know, other questions I have about this. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to qualifications. So you look to make sure that it's the best deal, that right. it's actually like they're going to save money. What other kinds of qualifications are you looking for when it comes to deals specifically? Sure. So our main thing is value. And um like I said before, um, I wake up at five o'clock. I don't wake up at five o'clock in the morning to help people buy things they don't need or something that they'll have to buy again later. My job is to help people get the best product at the price that meets what they can afford. So like I, as a, you know, as a deals editor, I want our readers not to walk away from our stories, not necessarily having purchased anything, but just a little bit like that they come away a little bit smarter of what they should cost, like what products should cost. And that's like, that's the most important thing to me. Um, Like it's all about trust. So when I look to trust and uh, um, all of this, we have to go back to like what Insider does is that we test products. We um, compare, we kind of um, do like all the work that, you know, everyone would want to do for themselves when they're shopping. Um, So like when I, you know, want to recommend something to buy, I look to our previous experiences with that brand or that specific product first. And for me, that's where kind of everything kind of, um, that's kind of the first step into whether or not something is going to make it to our deals pages. Do you ever check um, stores that are maybe less known or do you kind of stick with the big box um, mainstream retailers that typically do have, I'm guessing the lowest prices, but Mm-hmm. Just curious about that. Uh, it really depends on like um, trustworthiness, whether or not something has the proper encryptions and all these things. Like if they have um, a good track record of something, why not? You okay. know. But cool. if you know, it's one of those things where like I've never heard of this website before. It's brand new. It you know, it's it started a year ago. I'm gonna have some serious concerns because. The, that's the exact opposite of a good deal, you know, like that's yeah. negative value. So I'm very hesitant to recommend um, stuff from places I've never heard of. You know, and I don't then, want our readers to feel like I've tricked them. Yeah. And then what about indie brands? I don't know if I'm jumping around to a future question, but do you kind of take the same approach with brands that are on the newer side or are you open to reviewing, you know, those like brand new, brand new products that 
could be good, but you don't have years of data to look to see how long they last. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I think, uh, are you referring to like products like that are on Kickstarter or something like that? Oh, maybe that could be a good example or even like, yeah, yeah. Let's do, yeah. Let's say a Kickstarter product that is new to market. Maybe it just came out or something. You know sure. I mean? I mean, like I, just with anything that we kind of test out, we obviously want to do our due diligence. Like we have to um, see if like, oh, does this company have a proven track record of being able to put out the product at the time that they say they can, ah. you know, like um, a lot of um, different um companies I know kind of like go the Kickstarter route just to kind of gauge interest in a specific idea, but you know that they'll pull through at the end. But if it's just like someone from like, you know, I, I have no, no idea where, and this is their first product, I am very hesitant to be able to be, um, to recommend something like that. That makes total sense. You're not going to necessarily cover a brand that doesn't have a proven track record yet, maybe in the future, but not if you really don't know much about it. Absolutely. Cool. That's actually really, it reminds me of our conversation. We were talking about how you know Alan Henry, and this Mm -hmm. is reminding me of when Alan Henry said, the New York Times does not exist to be a PR for your brand. And um, this is just all very similar in my mind, right? Because Insider Reviews doesn't exist to be PR. You You exist to help people find the best deal, and the best products for what they need and whatever their lifestyle might be and what have you. So, yeah, this is coming full circle. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely it. Like, um, deals journalism is service journalism. It's uh, in the same umbrella. We do think, you know, we write about um, things that are actionable and are helpful. And at the end of the day, that's like, I think, in terms of the which side of journalism, it's just like with deals, it's really simple. Like, it's pricing, you know, whether or not something yeah. at the end of it is like, is something worth it. So it's like the kind of most basic version of that, which is a lot of confusing parts because there's a lot of products out there and a lot of different companies and a lot of different storefronts. Right. Jackie, do you have a follow-up question to that? Gosh, I could, uh, <laughs> you can edit this out, Britt. I, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> well, like, yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, um, I guess I should be transparent with you. Um, I have uh, work with Wirecutter sometimes. I help with their deals editor. So I, I do, I represent them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, Wirecutter is great. I love Wirecutter. I love their too. grid. Um, like, um, I didn't know that this was a thing in journalism for a while. Like, I just didn't know. But then when I first saw Wirecutter, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I love this. I love that. I visit that every morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I love wire cutter. Well, I was wondering too. So the the nerdy question that might not be pertaining to our listener, so feel free to edit this out, Britt, mm-hmm. if it's useless. But um I'm just nerding out here. So they they look at what they call street price, which is mm-hmm. you will be familiar with, but for the listeners who if we do leave it in, what they might not know is that refers to the I believe like the the typical average price, which is different from MSRP, because as you pointed out, MSRP is kind of not necessarily the true price that you generally get, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah, so, so um, how do you like look at, do you guys have a quote unquote street price? How do you come yes. up with like, it? We kind of call it like the average price or like, yes, we use street price every so often, but 
Um, so it's like if you're unfamiliar with MSRP, it's what the manufacturer says it should cost. So for instance, Air, uh, uh, Apple AirPods Pro, they cost $249, right? That's what they would yeah. want you to believe it costs. But in reality, like at the street price for um, AirPods Pro are, are between $200 and $220. So a little bit less than what um, you know the manufacturer says. A real deal on an AirPods Pro would be around $170, $180, which we saw during Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Got it. So there's like different degrees. So like MSRP is never the price you'd ever want to pay. Um, and like and to touch on a little bit, like there's this something I really wanted to spell is that like there's when I used to work in consumer reports, everyone would always say, oh, Apple products never go on sale. And every day of my life, I have had to correct people on that. Wait, you worked at Consumer Reports? Yes. So Consumer I Reports. Consumer Reports. Oh, my God. My little um, time. Like, yeah, that's. that's yeah. That's I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, um, like, totally. that's a great fit. <laughs> consumer Reports taught me how to evaluate things, to think about every little thing about a product. Like, they put me on printers. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I, you know, for a lot of re- like um, listeners, like printers, that sounds so boring. Like who, like everybody hates printers. Printers are like the distillation of everything that I do and care about because printers are like, if you buy a cheap printer, that printer will hurt you <laughs> for your entire life, for its entire lifespan. Like yeah. go just buying the cheapest thing will cause you so much pain and hurt and it will frustrate you to all sorts of just a lot. You'll just hurt if you buy a bad printer. But if you do the right research, if you read um, the right things, you'll find that there are actually really great printers out there, but they're just a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the are day, they as that's clunky. That's the question. Because <laughs> mine is massive. I could hurt somebody with it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, actually, you know what's funny? Um, when I left Consumer Reports, um, they gave me one of the printers that I tested, and that was like a really lovely gift. I still have it to this Aww. day. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you still have it? That's awesome. Yeah, I still have it. Still printing to this day? Yep. <laughs> I mean, just Amazon return shipping labels, really. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, tell me about it. That's. <laughs> I feel like that's my life. I, I just bought a Kindle and uh, not that mm-hmm. long ago. And um, the battery, the battery like charge light thing came on. Mm-hmm. Um, not the light, but the screen that shows you the dead battery. And I could not get it to charge no matter how many times I tried to reset it and everything. Right. Um, yeah. I even read a Business Insider article about how to reset it and it wouldn't work. And then I called <laughs> Amazon and they're just like, well, we'll just send you another one for free. And I'm like, wow, yep where we are right now i guess (laughs) yeah and that's kind of one of the small things that i think people don't really realize is that like yes you have the consumer power to return things you have this ability to ask for your money back you know like that's kind of that's where we are in like america isn't it like there are some things like your voice is one thing but like the the money you spend is another kind of voice you know, you can express your frustration to what products you buy or products you return. Like, just because you bought something doesn't mean you're married to it. You know, you can, mm-hmm. you don't have to keep it forever if it's not great. You know. Do you write pieces about that kind of information as well? Absolutely. Like, that's actually my favorite kind of um, pieces to write. Like, how to haggle online was one thing I, I still do to this day. Um, how to return things, how to price match. 
how to use the right coupon codes, stuff like that. So like, it's not just about like finding out which things um, are discounted, but like how to get the best deal or how to make sure you're doing things the right way and just shopping smarter. How do you come up with content ideas for that? Do you is it based off of SEO inform like is it informed by SEO or is it just from questions you know your friends ask often? I mean, like if someone googles something, you know, like it's usually a really good indication of people's general interest of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we definitely rely on like not necessarily rely, but we get ideas from SEO and it's really helpful because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just if you think about deals writing or this as anything other than service journalism of course we have to pay attention to seo if it's what people are looking for it's what answers we need to answer Mm -hmm. makes sense do you use publicists or experts or anything to kind of inform those stories or yes absolutely i mean it's journalism we have to have expert sources so how do you source your experts uh i mean there are a few ways like one um we kind of look to like the competition and see what they have. Like that's one way and kind of, and then we also have like a medical review board uh, that we can like kind of source from. And of course, like, you know, there's just people who are generally known for knowing things and we tend to find those people. I think this is really relevant to um, what we were talking about in our email, Um, how you like to be pitched, not necessarily for expert content, or commentary, we can get into that. But how you like to be pitched certain deals? Like what kind of advice do you have for publicists who are emailing you wanting you to cover their deals? Um, I was thinking about this a lot when you emailed me and I really wanted to think, you know, like what would be the kind of appropriate advice I would want to give to like a peer professional. But like when it kind of boils down to it, I really love one sentence pitches. Oh, is that what? like a weird thing to say? Like, um, email like, hey, Tertius, um, are you, would you be interested in a discount on this? Let me know. Thanks. Yes, that's okay. Cool. Let's like, talk about it. That's really cool. I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, like with, um, I know in like, I've taken a few PR classes and there's always like this kind of need to be like super detailed and super like, you know, like kind of flush out every answer and all that stuff. But when you're, when it's me and I'm a deal editor, I'm like looking just like at five o'clock in the morning looking for things to write mm-hmm. about or like, you know, um, highlight. If I just see like, you know, an entire long email regarding one thing and I have to dig around for like the appropriate stuff, I'm, you know, more than likely just going to skip it. But if it was a PR person who I know, who I trust, who uh, has taken the time and the effort to kind of learn about the publication, who has obviously read through our like, story list before and who just you know like just sends me an email like hey would you be interested in this um and maybe a follow-up email like the a couple of days later that's also a sentence long that would be amazing like those are the best kinds of emails to be that they're succinct they're short they're really easy to read and that's kind of inherently deals journalism too it's short it's digestible and it's easy to get going really quickly I'm assuming the ones that stand out to you stand out to you for a reason. Um, can you get into that? And I'm totally hinting at what you told me in your email. Sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I really appreciate publicists who like took the time to like look at our coverage, like specifically recommending deals on products like our site has recommended or reviewed before. 
Um, I also, another thing I really like is when um, a brand offers up an exclusive deal and asks if we wanted to have an exclusive like promo code and like as a deal, like um, Hunter that like, you know, that gets me really excited if, you know, what's better than presenting like a deal that's exclusively for your readers, you know, like as a reward Mm -hmm. for being loyal, you know, it's like, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, one other thing is just, like, I really hate when publicists email me on my personal account. Like, I do mm. not like that at all. Like, if you see, like, an at Gmail or at Yahoo.com on, like, someone's, you know, please maybe don't do that unless it's, like, a freelancer. Yeah. Like, it just makes me sad. I don't blame yeah. you. <laughs> yep. I mean, I would not want to be bothered in my, my personal or, you know, right. on top of that, my work as well. Right. I have a question about exclusive deals. Now, Mm -hmm. do you set it up so that insider reviews, like, is it like an affiliate partnership? Um, It doesn't have to necessarily be like an affiliate partnership, but um, it can. And it like, it's really great when it does work out that way. But when Mm -hmm. you set something up, that's like a substantial discount with your name on it, it really kind of makes it a, a much more exciting thing to write about. Because right. this is specifically only for you and the people who read your stuff. And mm-hmm. I think there's like, it's kind of like the unicorn deal type thing. It gets you really excited because it's just, it's not anywhere else. Yeah, I just got into the world of coupons and mm-hmm. online discounts and it's all like so new to me. So it thank is you for bearing like, with me. Yeah, No, <laughs> it, it's, it is once you kind of get into the habit of it, it becomes, you know, like it's just fun. Yeah. Um, I used to tell my friends like, you know, you know, you might scoff at a $5 discount. Like you can, you can easily say that's not worth my time or worth my energy, but those few dollars adds up, you know, like it, it's the difference between like, you know, like over the course of the year, like once I calculated how much I saved over a year and it was like thousands of dollars. Wow. So like these, all these little purchases, if you clip a coupon code for every product that you purchased, that adds up, that's real money. And that's really like at the core of what I want is like, if I could, you know, give someone back a hundred dollars for groceries every like month, I'm a really happy person. Like that's mm-hmm. a job well done for me. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, really important, especially right now, considering mm-hmm. the time and how poor the economy is and how people really are strapped for cash but i mean it's 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 been true like for years and years like even like before the pandemic like it's amazing what you can accomplish if you you know kind of did the research or work a little harder to like save money and it's really possible for everyone i like that you do a lot of the work though yeah absolutely like i'm the personal shopper for the internet you know (laughs) like that sounds like fun to me. It's just, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's fun. Would you say you have an online shopping addiction problem? <laughs> You're I like, no, it doesn't. a problem. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> it's not a problem if it's very manageable. <laughs> and if there's a couple of coupon codes I can stack. Yes. Ooh, stacking. I like that. Mm-hmm. How? Let's talk about just how many emails you get in a day, though, because there has been varying... Uh, aspects or answers to this question 
I receive so too many emails. I <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like I can get like I know this might not sound like a lot for from some people, but I get between like fifty to hundred emails a day. That's a lot. It's so much. That's a lot. <laughs> and it's made worse when like people like um, you know, it's it's really tricky because one thing PR people might not think about is that when they send an email to me. And three of my colleagues who know that I'm a deals editor, I will get those forwards. Ah. <laughs> so I will get buried. Like, um, so recently there was an away sale. Um, like the kind of away is of, that suitcase, right? Yeah, like the fancy yeah. like suitcase that okay. the internet loves. <laughs> yeah. If I had a dollar for every Ford or notification I got for that away sale, I wouldn't need to work anymore. <laughs> or I wouldn't need a coupon code for anything ever because that's the kind of thing. It's not just one email from you. It compounds. It like adds from every other like uh, person you email because when they yeah. know that you're the deals guy, you're going to get all the forwards. Mm. Right. So it's probably not necessary if I'm pitching you to also pitch all your colleagues. Right. That's exactly okay. right. That's good advice. I, mean, I, I can totally understand if like, a PR person is like, oh, this guy hasn't responded to me in a while. Like, maybe I'll email them and be like, hey, is this still the right person to contact or something like that? I think that's really nice to do and kind of just like making sure. Um, I also really like it when PR professionals kind of just set a time for or, or like a date that um, would be best for me. Like, I, I don't know if that's kind of a known thing that people do. No, but... nobody's talked about this. Really? That? Go on. Yeah. So um, I work with a few people at this um, site called Daily Steals. And I, I've never had this um, happen to me before that they've set up, like they asked me, hey, what would be the best time for us to send you emails for deals? And I was like, wait, mm -hmm. really? Like I could schedule this? Ooh, quick question. Did they have a relationship with you? Like were you communicating with them before they asked you that? Or was that the question right out the gate? Um, it was pretty early on in my like career as the deal setter for Insider. Like they asked me like, hey, you know, like when would be the best time? And I'm like, okay, it's Monday afternoon. And they always send me an email Ooh. like Monday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon. Like, and it's something I ex like kind of know to expect. And it makes me like, you know, like, and it makes me like open it more frequently than I normally would if it's just like a random email that I don't know what to expect. It's like a personal newsletter. Yeah. It's kind That's of like smart. that. It, so it's like, it it's was just really like a smart. really like clever way of like, you know, making sure that I see them and for them not to get buried because I just came to expect it. And mm -hmm. I would just know, like I would check my email like after work because I would know that they would have sent me something and then I could prep it for the next day. Right. Is that why you chose the afternoon? To yeah. Okay, cool. That was going to be my question. Like, why did you choose that time? Mm -hmm. Well, um, like, I always kind of think about, like, um, Monday is, is, like, when everybody, like, is just settling in. There's a lot of things to kind of get figured out. So, like, I kind of try to avoid things on Monday morning just because it would just add on to more stuff. Mm, that makes sense. So it's just, like, kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, the right kind of rhythm for myself. I like that. I've thought about that too with like even just pitching anybody like mm -hmm. sometimes I hesitate to schedule stuff for first thing Monday morning because of right. exactly what you confirmed. It seems like a hectic time. Yeah. I mean, you know, people still need to get their like Monday coffee. 
Yeah. Like that's really still need to screw their brains in like me. (laughs) (laughs) Like imagine if, you know, like you're still like uncaffeinated and you're going through your emails Monday morning, it, it might not like be absorbed as quickly as the caffeine does. So maybe wait until like Monday afternoon to send that email or maybe even just Tuesday. So Mm -hmm. how does this fit in with like editorial meetings? Do you guys do anything like that or is that not? a thing that's pre-scheduled or maybe not. Yeah, do you all fight over who gets to review what? (laughs) (laughs) No, we have pitch meetings, obviously, like, you know, every editorial staff, like, we all have meetings and kind of, like, talk about, like, what we need to cover during the week and all that stuff. So, yeah, it it definitely applies. And when, like, a big sale happens, we kind of have to pause everything and kind of tackle that, like, a a big one quickly. So would the meeting typically be like at the beginning of the week, like a Monday or does that, is that kind of irrelevant? Um, I think it depends um, on like the kind of week that we're having. Ah, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, again, it's like really the main thing, you know, I can't really say that like how I approach like emails and all that was applicable to everyone. All I know is if a PR person asks me, Hey, what time would be best for us to email you? Like, that's already someone who gets a gold star, you know, cool. like there's someone who is like really thinking about like how often, you know, like, um, or like when would be the best time for me? And that's really helpful. And I think that's really nice. And I think it's a good point to mention because a lot of times PRs and publicists are, are nervous to ask such straightforward questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a good one. I love that tip. We've never had anyone suggest that, right, Jackie? No. And that's why... I love these interviews because I feel like everybody comes with their own little nugget of geniusness because I don't have a better word right now for it. But um, (laughs) I think it's cool that even if you're the only one who has told us this before, it could inspire somebody to ask another contact that same question. And it might be what it takes to build the relationship with that other person, even if it's not so obvious. So there's got to be... I'm assuming a few of people just like you that are thinking the same thing, even if they're not expressing it, you know? Absolutely. I think the kind of empathetic version of email is like the best version of it, you know, like trying to, you know, be aware of what the other person is receiving. Um, One thing I'll say is I'll never say no to like, if a publicist just sends a picture of a dog during (laughs) their email, like, you know, like, you know, like I just think, like you know, that's just fun. Yeah. Like everyone needs who doesn't want dog more. pictures? Like, yeah, or like you know, if you have a really cute cat. What about bearded dragons? Do you like depends. lizards? Depends <laughs> on the lizard. Uh, you okay. Know, is the lizard standoffish for one? I'm, you know. Uh, yeah, he's not a cuddly lizard. He yeah. he's pretty cute though. Uh, I'd get him in some cute poses. Is he like you know a sophisticated gentleman? That would be. Oh, great. you'll oh, love his story. <laughs> he was on sale. His name is Daryl, and he, yeah, it's <laughs> discounted Daryl. Oh, Why didn't like I think he even mention that? You know, like that's the best kind. Yeah, pandemic purchase. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really funny. So wait, so. Okay, I hope you don't get bombarded. Well, actually, I do. I hope you yeah. get bombarded with a bunch of emails of cute dogs now. <laughs> Imagine if that was your inbox and your entire Monday was just like, oh, you got a little nugget of information and a sweet picture of a dog. 
Oh my gosh. That's we got to make bonus. this happen, Jackie. We got to get bonus. all of our listeners to send you dog photos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to send you some pics. Don't worry. Yes, <laughs> Quickly, drop your email I'm, now. See, see, now I'm like really excited to read and open your email. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. This is so fun. What else? What else do we need to talk about? that you think will be helpful because I want to move on to a shout out. I think this is a really nice moment to Mm -hmm. like, if you have an example of somebody who sent you a dog photo that you want to talk about, that's brilliant. (laughs) Um, But like before we move on to the shout out component, is there anything that we've missed or that you think we should definitely talk about? Um, I guess it's just kind of knowing what the coverage area is a little bit. Like if a PR person knows what our audience is or has asked what our audiences are interested in, like that would be a really great way to narrow it down. Like I think there should just be a like a default of people are getting flooded with too much emails. So let's narrow it down and make sure the emails that I am sending are going to the pertinent people. Simple and important. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Simple, cute, relevant, and timely as well, depending on, you know, if they ask you when you'd like to receive the the emails or the pitches, I should say. Oh, I have a last question. Do you ever take like story ideas from readers and stuff like that? Absolutely. I love those. Like, I love it when people are like interested and I like, sometimes people will DM me on Twitter and just like (laughs) asking me like, hey, you know, like, is this a good deal? What do you think I should do? And I'm like... Hey, I've just made a new friend. Let's talk about things that you need and like um, all the. Cool. Like, I, I have actually when I was at Consumer Reports, I was um, messaging this one woman from Austin, Texas, and she would just ask me what every purchase she made, and oh. it was like really, really cute. That is so cute. And I was just it's like, like a pen I, pal. Yeah, I, it was like a deals pen pal. It was great. It was just like one of like it's just a really fun internet like situation. It sounds like um, you're the type of journalist that is open to building relationships with public um, publicists then like a publicist could slide into your dms and if they're having a genuine if it's coming from a genuine place you welcome conversation absolutely like you know yeah i mean there's no reason like this can't be mutually beneficial and there's no reason why this can't be fun for both parties Mm, i like that fun for both parties me too yeah that's cool okay let's do shout outs (laughs) So sure, um, like, I mean, I already kind of spoke about like daily steals and their like kind of approach to uh, PR. And I really mm-hmm. like that. I also just really like, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, Anchor, which is the charging brand. It's like they make cables oh, and yeah. power adapters. And just like daily steals, they, they kind of have a set time where they send out an email. Um, they usually send out an 8.30 in the morning email, which is just like a grid of like maybe nine items that are discounted throughout the week. It's just a picture of the product, what price, what coupon code we'll need to use, and the availability date. That's it. They'll never like, you know, they just send it on Monday and then you can use it. You don't have, you know, you can use it or not. They won't really follow up, but you know to expect it again on like next Monday. And it's like really great. It's just a really great service for deals editors. Like if you can, you know, like just send out like a very kind of um, straightforward pricing product like email and, you know, you have the capacity and bandwidth for it. Those are great. Love that. Me too. 
it's all about really it's all about just making your job easier mm -hmm. and yeah yeah more cute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it you know just like frees me up to do more like you know photo like look at more photos of dogs and cats it's a, it's, a, it's a good life that i lead um cool well that this has been really fun can we just continue talking to you because i have so many <laughs> questions about not only printers because i mm -hmm. really am on a quest to find a printer that's not ginormous mm -hmm. but also you know there's so many freaking vacuums out there right. like vacuums, you know vacuums <laughs> i bought a dbot and i don't know if i bought the best you know what well, are they did called? you check out insider reviews <laughs> i don't think i did that was my problem <laughs> well um one thing i'll say is i love refurbished products mm, like okay. they are um i think just a really smart purchase like most of them like apple refurbished dyson refurbished those products are really great because they come with the same warranty and okay. like they've been tested so that you know that it works before it gets to you. And they're always cheaper than like buying them new. So like a lot of um, refurbished goods, you know, they're probably just somebody who got it, tried it out, didn't really like it and send it back. Like nothing wrong with it. Okay. And then they just had, yeah. And then they get refurbished like in air quotes and then you can get them for cheaper. It's just so a really great version of like buying. Where do, you, where do you get, like, a, let's say I want to get, and now I'm going to do more research, so thanks for the encouragement. I've been thinking about getting a Dyson vacuum. I don't want to spend the money on a brand new one, although the new one has the laser thing. I don't even know what that does, but I was like, <laughs> well, let's say well, I want to go the refurb route. Like, where do I find that? Well, tell me what you were going to say before that. And well, then no, I mean, like, that. Dyson has a refurbished store. Oh, okay. That's how yeah. I find it. Okay. See, I didn't yep. even know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like a lot of places have their own like little stores. Like I know Best Buy does um, like the Geek Squad certified or whatever. Um, eBay does a lot of refurbished that are from the manufacturer. So there's a lot of options. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's good to know because I do tend to like stay away from refurbished yeah. for one reason or another. So that's really good to know. People are really freaked out about it. But yeah, I think there's this kind of like people don't like the idea of someone else has like used it. Well, I shop at thrift stores. You know yeah. the thing? Though, and I maybe... love thrift stores. I was thrifting this weekend. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, thrifting's fun. I uh, My question, though, here's my – the only time I've been burned, and maybe it was because I bought off Amazon, but I bought a refurbed iPhone years ago, and I felt like the battery didn't last. Yeah. Okay. So I have usually have two things I tell people when they're going to buy refurbished. Stay away from um, in-ear headphones. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like – that's something I don't like the idea of, of like, oh, it's an in-ear headphones and it's been in someone else's ears. That's like a no-go for me. Okay. Okay. But also products with non-removable batteries. Oh, okay. Um, because you don't know how long the other person has used that product. Mm -hmm. So um, you don't know if like, you know, because the, the way batteries work is that they degrade over time. You know, like if you've ever noticed that your iPhone, um, it's its charge doesn't last as long as it used to when you first got it. That's because, you know, batteries will degrade over time. So when you buy a refurbished phone, which from a, a place where they don't replace the batteries, you're, you, you really do not know what you're getting in terms of like the, like how long the battery will last in the future. That's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. So one, the one thing, um, so sa what Samsung does and what Apple does is when they refurbish something, they replace the battery. But like when you shop at a place like Amazon, which has, you know, sellers from anywhere in the country, you right. don't really necessarily know what refurbished means for them. 
Yeah. So when you buy refurbished, you should really look into what they do when they're refurbishing and what guarantees you have. Like, yeah. can you return it after 30, 60 days? You know, stuff like that. I love that. Okay. Yeah, I'm having, I should probably, <laughs> I'm running into an issue with a wa- Do you guys review washers and dryers? Um, I, um, we, I think we do. You do? I think okay. we do. I'm having some issues with a new washer I bought. Um, mm. I'm usually like a, a washer will have like at least like three years warranty. They're one of those, they're one of those products to just get like warranty for a long time. I bought the five-year warranty from Lowe's. Mm-hmm. The manufacturer offered a one-year warranty. And then I called them, I called the Lowe's warranty because it was purchased within three months. They um, connected me with Whirlpool, the company, and then mm-hmm. they're sending out somebody Tuesday, but they, I don't know, I'm nervous. Like, what if they don't think there's anything wrong with the washer? Like, I know there's something wrong with the washer, mm-hmm. but you know how that can be. So yeah, I'm hoping that they're gonna do the right thing but if not i was wondering if like maybe i should go talk to lowe's directly and explain what i'm running into if they're not willing to help me because i mean yeah that's definitely something you should look into but the other thing i would then ask is if there was a way for them to offer you an extended warranty for free after you've gone through all this trouble Ooh. Okay. Like something went wrong with a purchase I made. I'm a loyal customer. Um, You know, like this was a, not a small purchase. It's a large appliance. Like I want a guarantee and I want that like this product, which has been repaired or changed or whatever will continue to work. So can you offer me this? And a lot of times it doesn't mean anything for a company to offer a one year warranty or an, an additional like set of warranties. Because, you know, it's just to make sure that you come back to buy your fridge there or like your next big purchase there. Like they really like you you kind of don't really know. Like A lot of people don't really know like how much a company will bend to keep you as a customer or to sell you something. And that's mm-hmm. why I haggle a lot. There's some there's savings to be had for everyone. Thank you. I really appreciate you. This has been really fun. Thank you so much, Tercius. I love this. Yeah. yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Earn Media. If you head over to weearnmedia.com, you'll find a summary of the episode along with links to any of the resources and more information about our lovely guest and where you can find them online. If you have any topic suggestions or just general PR questions for us or future guests, email us at podcast at weearnmedia.com. Of course, you can also find us on social media. Our handle is at weearnmedia and we're on Twitter and Instagram. 